To desire good things of material life is not wrong, but short-sighted, especially, when not connected with God. In the Vedic culture, two paths for spiritual advancement, and one was a gradual path, where one primarily focuses on being a religious materialist. One may have vague understanding that I'm not the body but the soul, the primary focus of the mind is on the here and now. One practices, dharma for urta and calm, meaning one considers the purpose of one's religion that it will provide us material gains and will be able to enjoy material things. And gradually, as this goes on for many lives, the individual realizes the futility and impotency of urta and calm to provide lasting happiness, and then one aspires for moksha. This is a gradual path, where one takes a number of lifetimes to come a serious and significant level of spiritual advancement. This is gentle incline, in fact it is so gentle, that it is not noticed most of the times. Now in contrast to this is the rapid path, there is steep incline. That is the path of pure devotional service. In this path, one tries to give up all material desires and conceptions, first through knowledge, that I'm not the body but the soul. And everything material is futile, and everything that I want in this world are like allurement that trap a prince in exile in his exile. All of us are the children of God, and we are princes. We are the children of a zillionaire God. And when we return to God, we are like those exiled prince returning back to his father. That's the ultimate happiness for us. So when the son gets entangled in the petty pleasures of his exile and prolongs his exile then he is underutilizing his potential. And that is why the path of devotional service, doesn't ask us to abandon our duties, but it asks us not to unduly expand our duties. It uses us to do the needful at the material level, and return back to spiritual life where there will be your real happiness. This is called as the spiritual religion. Paradharma. It can fulfill our spiritual potential in one life if we are sincere enough. One rung below this is a paradharma, which is material religion. Which is for dharma, urta and calm. It can multiple lives, innumerable lives to reach out spiritual potential. Below that is a dharma, that is irreligion, where one does all kinds of sinful activities. These can catapult us into suffering. Fling us headlong in suffering as a result in karmic misdeeds. A paradharma is what most people practice today, people go to God and expect that by being devoted to God, they'll go or the good things in life. The world is not a place of pleasure and pains in equal amounts, the pleasure-pain balance is heavily tilted towards pain. When one recognizes this that all the achievements that one acquires, will be ripped away from him at the time of death, or even before, then, one starts thinking, do I need to work so hard on achieving these things? Suppose one studies in the field of medical for 20 years, and the degree of doctor given to him will be for just 6 months, after which he won't be allowed to be called a doctor. Then one would think, is it really necessary to invest 20 years for 6 months? One would think of productive alternatives. Serious spirituality begins when we realize that this world is predominantly a place of misery. If we look at our own relationships, we may have a few friends, a few people who love us, but there are so many people with whom we have misunderstandings and hard feelings. Our own body gives us so little pleasures, but it has so many ways to give us misery. If we look at the climate, it is just sometimes that it is pleasant, else it is sultry and cold. Overall whether we look at the body, relations, or the surrounding, the pains outweigh the pleasures. The is encaged in progressive circles, the bodily circle, that leads to adhyatmic klesha. The soul is further enclosed into social circle. Adhibhotic klesh. Then into the environmental circle, adhydavic klesh. If we think seriously and philosophically, it is primarily a place of misery. And trying to make this world a place of happiness, is like trying to stay dry in the ocean while swimming. We can stay afloat, we avoid, we can minimize and we can solve some problems. We can avoid drowning, but we can't avoid getting wet.
we may face, counter and tackle problems, but they'll keep coming. And the more we tackle and make it big in life, the more we will suffer when we lose everything. We may have the idea that if I achieve a lot in life and look back at it, I'll be satisfied I achieved something. Unfortunately, our mind doesn't work like that, our ego might say that you have done something, but the fact that we have to leave everything with nothing in our hands will give us far greater pain. So when we understand this, that world is full of misery and sabotaged by the presence of death for everyone. Then serious spiritual life based in philosophy begins. This is what is taught in Swaminarayan sect and other Vedic sects teach us. Many religious and spiritual organizations, treats and cater spirituality to people as if it a shock absorber for material life. You have problems, take this pill, you'll feel better. But for how long? There may be some relief. But that's like getting a towel to dry yourself while swimming in ocean. One wave and will be completely wet once again. So the Gita says, 18.66 Dharma here is a paradharma, and embrace paradharma. Now, once we have understood this, we must look at what the Vedic culture recommends. It doesn't recommend a life of poverty and dryness with no activity of ambition. Rather it encourages us to engage in productive and fruitful ambition. Why strive for something which will only lead to frustration, and disappointment in the long run? Why not strive for something which has a lasting gain, when we can do that? If a collage gives us a degree for lifetime versus a college which gives us a degree for six months, we'd choose the one which gives us a lifetime degree. Similarly, material religion gives us fruit which lasts for a very short time and spiritual-based religion gives us fruit which lasts for eternity. We need to do our duties as students, family members, we need to develop our talents, but not get engrossed so much that we ignore out spiritual life. The thoughts of this world shouldn't occupy our minds so much that we have no mental space to think of our eternal pleasure. The law of desire works in this world, because God gives us what we want. We will get them and we will lose them, and we will be disappointed at that time. If we desire the eternal God will give us that also. Now regarding, the desires which are not sinful, can we fulfill our material desires? As I was telling, there is a slow incline and steep incline. The Krishna consciousness doesn't recommend the slow incline, as the steep incline is made easy for us. It is as if someone is pulling us up. While going this path, we have the freedom at what pace do we want to go up this path? Generally serious devotees are expected to follow the regulative principles and spend some in scriptural study and chanting, associating with devotees. Beyond that, one can pursue the material life. If the material life completely dominates our thoughts, then it will slow down our spiritual advancement. But if we continue the spiritual practice, then due to our spiritual advancement, gradually, we'll grow in wisdom faster. We realize quickly that the material life isn't what it promises it to be. The satisfaction that comes from fulfilling our desires and achieving our goals, and showing the world that I count, that doesn't really satisfy our heart. We'll realize this faster, and a deep sense of detachment will come, not out of frustration of not being able to achieve our goals, but because of realization that the material goals are not worth striving for. So till we get this realization, if we artificially try to do away with those desires, then we'll lead to dissatisfaction, resentment in our hearts. So as long as our desires don't propel us on the path of a dharma, and as long as we can maintain our practice and association, and if we are strongly impelled by some material desire we can follow that but by also maintaining our sadhana. Then gradually we'll get the realization and we'll be able to focus singularly on spirituality. It doesn't mean to giving up all our material desires, but to spiritualize them by using them for God. BG 12.8 If not, then practice fixing your mind on God. If not, then work for God. If not, then do whatever you do, offer the fruit of that work to me. 
If not then in 12.10 and 12.11 then at least sacrifice the fruits of your work for some good cause and develop detachment. The goal is not develop detachment from the world, but it is to develop attachment to Krishna. So we can climb on whichever rung of ladder we want according to our spiritual advancement, knowing that, that rung is not the goal. And the pace of climbing can be decided by us. And we can also contribute positively to this world. Devotion is also about doing God's work in this world. We can fulfill our desires until they are not sinful. If we are in a position of power and prestige, God will guide how practically we can use it to contribute to God's work if we are sincere, and even devotees can guide us. If we have some specific talents, we can use it for God. They are not given to us to reject them. So gradually, we do get realization even when we practice spirituality at the basic level. But if we practice it at material level, the realization may take a very very long time. So try to be in a spiritual religion, practicing the basic sadhana, association and regulatory principles, and you can decide at what pace you want to progress.